Hola y welcome back to Vos Memos. In this special video podcast episode, I'll be giving you a tour of my 400 square foot studio apartment. I'll also go through some of my reflections on living alone, but never feeling alone, for the last six months in Minneapolis. So make a tea, put on your fuzzy socks, and let's get into it. Hi everybody, welcome to my kitchen. I'm starting off in the kitchen because I feel like cooking for one is a huge skill that I learned moving into my own first apartment, and this is where all that cooking for one happens. Things I love about this kitchen are definitely the counter space. They really maximized it for such a small space, and I make it I make it as flexible as possible by having a movable place to dry my dishes as soon as the dishes are dry I clear it away so then that frees up a lot of space and they have the glass stove top which can double as counter space too if I'm not cooking anything on it or even when I'm cooking on it even though having the hot surface stresses me out I always think I'm going to forget that the glass stove top is on uh, <laughs> and then the sink I do miss having a garbage disposal when I lived with my parents that was huge I never realized how much like icky gross food I was just putting down that garbage disposal and then now I have to manually clear it away probably my least favorite part about doing dishes um, another huge part about this kitchen are the cabinets they are very tall I think that's enough space for me for now. I can't really get more dishes. I'm kind of at my max for that. But the problem with them is <laughs> I am 5'2". I am very short. So basically when I'm cooking, I'm also using my ladder to get all the ingredients I need to get dishes down. It doesn't matter how I configure it. I'm always going to need to reach something that's on that top shelf. One of my favorite parts of the kitchen is my little tea cabinet. Growing up, I always loved tea more than coffee, and I always had the most mugs in the house. So I'm sure my parents were very relieved once I freed up that space by taking all my mugs with me. Uh, <laughs> and so now I have my whole like tea cabinet, a whole shelf of tea, a whole shelf of mugs, and it finally feels like all my dishes are at peace. They have their purpose and they have their place in this kitchen. So I've always loved having that little setup. And that was kind of one of the first things that I set up was the tea cabinet. Everything else has kind of happened as I realized I need to expand into the other cabinets for better or for worse. So my pantry is all above the kitchen sink, which is probably the worst spot for it because I cannot reach it without the ladder. So all my food I have to climb up on a ladder to get. It's very demeaning. <laughs> I don't, I'm pretty sure a very tall man designed this studio because the high ceilings are very nice, but the high cabinets, tall cabinets are not, not it. And I don't know how they would be better, but I think once I have my dream house, I'll probably just need a, like a pantry that has a lot of low shelves. <laughs> I feel like when I give this apartment tour, it's going to look like those videos of like people pretending that their tiny 
animals jumping around, but they're really just five, two people. That's my life. <laughs> five, two and proud. So that's the kitchen fridge back here. Dishwasher. I don't think I could ever go to an apartment without a dishwasher now that I've started off with one. So I'm very spoiled in that regard. The fridge. The fridge has been working fine for me. I did have to get a Brita. There's no like built-in water. There's no built-in ice. It's very basic fridge, which is fine. I mean, cooking for one, that's all I need. It's just the basics. And I'm very happy with what I've got. And it also means that I keep the kitchen pretty clean. Um, you'll notice in this tour that I try to keep the clutter to a minimum. And I think that's how you maximize the space in a studio apartment is by just keeping everything as minimal as possible and letting those few like fun objects or pictures like shine through because you just don't have enough square footage to be filling it up with a lot of clutter. And they, you know what they say, clutter-free space, clutter-free mind. And I do work here two days a week. So <laughs> I need it to be a Zen place. And yeah, so I, I really enjoy keeping it minimal. I definitely panicked cleaned for this video because usually people have their friends over and that's the motivation they need to clean. But living in a studio, there's just not enough space for that. So my panic clean motivation was this video. And I did clean in probably under an hour for this video. So great perk of having a studio apartment. Okay, welcome to my living room. If you're watching the video, you can see some beautiful apartment buildings behind me. It looks very city. It looks very city girl life. <laughs> the best part about the apartment is the windows that line this back wall and that makes it feel so much bigger than it actually is and it's probably one of the biggest things that I love about the apartment is just having an extra place to sit. I really debated if I was going to make this space like a breakfast nook or if I was going to make it a living room. You might notice if you're paying close attention that um, there's no TV in this studio tour and that's because I just don't watch that much TV and then also because I have a projector installed on the ceiling big shout out to my boyfriend for doing that project it was not easy and he is over a foot taller than me so <laughs> um, yeah but that's that freed up a lot of space because I don't have to have a TV stand and I don't have to orient the couch or an anything to a TV so it really makes this like a perfect reading nook. Sometimes I'll bring my laptop over here. It just helps me not spend the entire time in my apartment, in my bed, or at my desk. So it really makes this feel like an additional room instead of just another corner of the studio apartment. I'll flip over to a clip of the living room table that I chose. I spent a long time deliberating on what table to get for this space and then my dad had a great idea to find a lift top table and that has just given me a whole extra storage unit in the space and also kind of a hybrid dining table because I can lift it up and my plate is a little bit closer to me. I usually eat dinner on this couch and I will say sometimes I miss having 
a dining room or a kitchen table to eat at. It does get a little old to never have just an actual table setting. I'm always just kind of on the couch, in a couch potato, watching my show. But maybe I would be doing that either way. So I don't know what I'm complaining about. And so the lift top table, that was a great idea. And then this one in particular has enough space. Somehow it had the perfect amount of space for all of my books, which is good and bad because it's good because it looks great. I filled it out and it's in rainbow order. But it's bad because now I cannot buy any books without having to swap one out. Which then I go back again. I'm like, maybe that's a good thing. I probably shouldn't be buying more books. Probably should just be using my library. So it's good motivation. If I ever am like, I need to buy a book. It really makes me think, do I actually need to buy the book? So <laughs> um, I think the lift top table is great. It's not a super expensive table. It's probably, it was probably a hundred dollars. And eventually when I move into my next space, like I can keep it or I can upgrade to something a little bit more durable, a little bit more sturdy. We'll see. But for now it's working great and it's a really good size for the living room. Speaking of, I want to talk about this couch. I have not had very much luck with Facebook Marketplace in the past. But the green couch I'm sitting on, if you're not watching the video podcast, the green couch I'm sitting on fits perfectly between my AC unit and the wall, which is not a large space. It's probably mm, five feet, four feet. Um, and somehow I found this listing just maybe a week or two before I moved in and the couch was brand new. The person that was selling it actually had two of them. So if I had known my neighbor at the time, maybe I would have told him about it. I don't know. <laughs> He's always like kind of jealous of my arrangement versus his. It's kind of fun to know the na my neighbor right below me because he has the exact same layout of apartment, but it looks completely different. And I love the way that he set up his space, but it's just very different than how I set it up up here. So anyway, the couch. I just, I was having such a hard time with even figuring out what did I want in a couch. And I'm not saying this is the most comfortable couch in the world. This is my forever couch. Nothing like that. But I love the color. You'll notice throughout the tour. I love color. And, and why not? Let's have fun with it. I think color is a huge part about living spaces that we forget about. It can really elevate your mood to have colorful things around you. And I, oh, I feel so sad. <laughs> I feel so bad for the sad beige moms out there and the millennials who are spray painting everything beige and cream because I love color. And they're really missing out on a little dopamine hit. Every time I sit on my green couch, I feel calm. I feel vibes, good vibes, um, and I'm cozy. So, yeah, I love the couch, and I love my little library lift-top table slash dining table slash storage unit over here. So, 
we'll move on to the next room, the bedroom. Let's go. Okay, welcome to the bedroom. This is where I've been recording a lot of my podcasts just because the lighting is really good from these back windows. Um, It's also one of my favorite things that I did with the place was these giant flowers behind me, which you can't always see when I crop the reels, but I found them on Etsy. I wanted to do something with just having these huge blank walls, but I just didn't know how to fill them in an affordable way. Of course, you could do a gallery wall, and I have a few like paintings or prints over in my office, but for the rest of the bedroom, I also was kind of scared of hanging up things above my head. I'm like, what if it falls? I hung a projector above my head, so obviously I didn't, <laughs> didn't really follow through on not hanging stuff above my head, but the other thing that these flowers do is serve as kind of a fake headboard. I definitely bought the cheapest bed frame I could find, and that did not come with a headboard, so I had to improvise, but I think they're so fun. It just brings so much color to the space, again, like I was saying, and it really makes me feel like this is my art studio. Some of you listeners probably know I do a lot of art, and I've, I've talked about it on the podcast as well, so I wanted a space that would also give me some creative energy and ideas, inspiration. Again, the sad beige moms, you're really missing out. Color is so much fun. (laughs) And yeah, it just makes me feel so happy every time I turn the corner. Because you start off in the entryway, right? And it's kind of like a Frank Lloyd Wright effect. He had this thing where he loved making the entryways super small. And then as you walked further into the room, it would expand out dramatically and make you feel like you were in this huge space, which maybe it wasn't necessarily bigger than anything else. But because the hallway was so small, it made you think that you were entering a huge room. And so that's what I think the flowers do as well is just they draw your eye up um, They reflect light, they reflect color, and so it makes you feel like, oh, it's in this tiny, like, kitchen space, and then explosion of color. So, it's, hopefully, I'll be able to take them off without damaging the walls. Uh, (laughs) That's future Angela at the end of her lease's problem. But for now, I'm enjoying them. It makes my bedroom feel fun, and just like the girly pop place. Like I wrote a blog post when I first finished decorating and I called this apartment, my Barbie dream apartment, because I, I think that these flowers are really a symbol of what like a young Angela wanted when she grew up and she had her own space (laughs) in a way for sure. Like I remember like my middle school bedroom the walls were covered from head to ceiling or from floor to ceiling with posters and art stuff and puzzles like literally anything I could paste on the wall I would and so obviously since a young age I've just enjoyed having a colorful creative space and that's what these flowers are for me in this stage of my life so 
I think we'll move on to the office and then maybe close out the tour. Okay, this is the last room on the tour. Welcome to the office. And this is where I get all my work from home stuff done. And then this is also where I get my five to nine after my nine to five stuff done, like my book edits, editing the podcast, my blogging. I picked up this monitor, I guess like 2019, no, sometime during the pandemic. And I took it to college and I took it back and now it's in the studio and it feels too big, honestly, (laughs) for this little desk that I have. But again, another miracle that this desk fit perfectly right next to my bed. And if you go back and look at my Barbie dream house apartment blog post, I did map out the square footage of this space in a 3D floor plan, but I wasn't sure if like the tolerances were going to be good because if you can see, well, you can't see, but there is a five inch space between the desk and the bed. So it really was down to the inches on if this was going to work out to be my desk corner. And I'm so glad it did because I'm by the window. I get to take advantage of all the beautiful natural light that comes in the space. And um, yeah, it kind of feels very zen. It gets me through the work day. And that's all you could ask for of an office. Am I right? Um, kind of to close out this episode, little apartment tour, I want to talk a little bit about my mantra since I've moved here. My mantra has been living alone, but never feeling alone. And I was nervous to move into a studio on my own. And I was scared that I would feel very lonely and there would be just this like empty feeling after living with my family for so long and then being an RA in college and having roommates. I was very nervous to be off on my own, but I love it so much. Maybe part of that is being the older older sister. Um, all you older sisters out there are going to have to comment and let me know if you love living alone. Maybe I'm just an independent person. I think everyone should at least try living alone for at least once in their life. Because, like I said, you learn how to cook for yourself. You learn how to clean the space. You learn what you like in decorating. Um but mostly like you you don't have to be feel alone when you're living alone. I always make sure my social calendar at least has one thing per week that I can go like see a friend or some kind of activity. It doesn't have to be expensive. You don't have to spend money to see people. You just need to make sure you're getting what you need from friends and and I do that. And so I don't feel alone. I think I could use a cat. I've been thinking about that for a while, but I never feel alone living in this space because it is so much an extension of myself and that's what I love so much about it so thanks for watching and or listening I hope I described everything well enough for you audio listeners and tune in in two Fridays for the next episode of Vos Memos Bye.